0: Love Life, featuring your hosts Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. This Valentine's Day, I demonstrate my love and gratitude to all who are important in my life. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman and I'm Jane Donovan. And we thought we would do a Valentine's themed episode this week for you. Not to shunt out all of those of you who are single and lonely and feeling depressed enough as it is already, as you are already by this full night holiday, but in a very inclusive way to just bring forth the powers of love around us, the powers of family, the powers of friendship, the powers of, you know, love for children, love for community and, of course, love for ourselves. So I think really today Jane and I are going to be talking about love as deeply and richly as we can in as many different ways and varieties as we can so that you can make this festival of love, which is Friday, but let's make it last the whole week. Why not? Something unique, something sacred, and something very, very soul-satisfying. Lovely. Jane's wearing pink too. You should see it. And? I've got, got a, a p- new necklace. You know, I always have to have my heart necklaces. So Massive, I, this is a little purchase today. Art. It's like she's dressed for the occasion. Yeah, I am. I am. love, oh, I love. Jane's the love, Jane love, so love I, doctor. I'm obsessed by love, and it's not good to be obsessed by anything, but I am made supposed to made a career off love, Jane, in fact. <laughs> Tell us about love, Jane. Look, I have always found Valentine's Day an interesting day. So when I was in my, you know, teenage years, desperately hoping there was going to be a letter in my letterbox from a boy, a card, (laughs) which is where it all sort of traditionally starts, and I did get a couple of anonymous ones, and I have to share with you that at the age of 50, I only found out a year ago that one that I'd always wondered who it was from. Yeah. It was from my mum. Oh, (laughs) I know, I knew I was from a boy. That I did because she said she felt that it, for a few years that, you know, I had very pretty friends and I always felt, I think I've shared on other podcasts, I didn't feel as though I was as attractive, as worthy as they were, didn't get as much attention from the boys. And so um, my mum felt for me. So she put a letter in and you know what? It worked. It worked. It boosted your It see? did. It absolutely what did. What did she write? For other mothers um, who'd like to mimic this for their consideration. I, I couldn't actually remember. Look, it was just a similar, a simple card that just said, to Jane, from your secret admirer. Oh, so it was more the the fact that one showed up that, yes. boosted, that boosted yourself. Yes, you. that somebody did like me. It didn't matter whether I knew who they were, whether I liked them. It was just that somebody did like me. Oh, Jane. I, I know, that. it's really sweet, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I know. Um, so it started there and then, of course, it moved through where I had you know different relationships and it was this big song and dance about which could be fabulous or could be disappointing. You know, it's a bit like New Year's Eve. And so the the various expectations that we place on something so silly. And then through my single years in my late 20s when I really at that point really wanted to find a life partner and uh, get married, have children, all of that, and sitting in the office and watching the girls that were having flowers delivered through the day and, and the staff that were talking about, you know, going out with their partners for romantic dinners and how I hated it. If I could have chucked a Sikhi that day, I would have. Um, which led me then to now, as a singles events host, I now host a gorgeous fabulous cocktail party every Valentine's night for single people. Because I think, and in fact, my little catchphrase, is you've got a date with Social 8. Is that right. cute? So, this, you know, this Valentine's day. So they all finish work and they come off and we're going to have this celebration. Of of everything that is fabulous about love, whether you're desiring it, whether you've had it, whether you haven't had it, you're looking forward to it, whether you want it again, at some point in your life we've all been touched by it. So I'm going to have all these gorgeous single people together just celebrating the fact that it's a great thing and they are single and they're going to have a good time. I love when you mentioned before about the girls who were going out for the, the romantic dinners that night because I once read an interview with a restaurateur who said the worst night of the year for restaurant people. Is Valentine's Day because the whole restaurant is full of tables for two and nobody's talking to anyone but each other. Oh, like, like, really? There's no atmosphere. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All these married couples who are like kind of dragging themselves out because it's the dumb That's thing. fascinating, People isn't it? Which, laugh. Well, let's go there. What can you do if you are in that situation? And I think loads of us have had times like that with my husband and I, I find him fascinating actually. I still learn after nearly 20 years new things about him. There are definitely times that I'm tired and a bit bored and can't be bothered. Yeah. So what are some of the things that we can do perhaps this Valentine's Day, some little ritual that perhaps could be started that could be done weekly or monthly to yeah. try and get a deeper sense of connection with each other? Well, the first thing I want to say before we even give some ideas is, and I've heard a number of men in particular, now I know that they might be using this as an argument or as a, maybe their cheapskates, but they say, oh, I don't do Valentine's Day because... I think it's partly like they don't want to have to be told, like by by Hallmark or the corporations or you know the powers that be that make holidays and, and these sort of unwritten laws in society. So they're like, oh, I don't want to just be a sheep. I don't want to just be the guy who gets the flowers and the puffy red satin card and the, you know. Yeah, it's I like, get that. Yeah, and, and I get that too because really the point there that can be taken is, of course. Why isn't Valentine's Day every day? Why don't we show love more effusively and naturally in the moment that we feel it? You know, yesterday afternoon, my little boy came home from school and he just sat down on the couch and it was a hot day and I got him a snack and he was watching some TV and he was just unwinding and he took his shoes off so I started to rub his feet and he gave the biggest sigh. Oh, he said, I love you, mummy. Oh, that's beautiful. But it's like there's little moments like that in life where, we just need to impulsively say exactly how we feel to our nearest and dearest, and how often do we think oh, I'll do it later, or we self censor, or we just—this is where children always speak the truth in, in the moment, and as adults, we need to learn to do this more. So, if you are not romantic, unquote, but then one day a year you pull out, you know, something which you know, like a dinner date or something, which is kind of unoriginal, but it's what you're expected to do and what everyone else is doing. I think you've got to up your game a little bit because. It's about opening up to love, being comfortable and easy with an equal exchange of affection with others. You know, not being the stiff board when somebody gives you a hug. You know, not being afraid or embarrassed to speak your truth to, to your grown son. You know, or about being creative, sensual, interesting, inspiring, think outside the box. You know, we all know about rose petals and champagne and things like that, but is there something you can do? which you know would mean worlds to the one person you know the most intimately, and I did not say lover or partner there. I don't care who that is. It could be your gardener. It could be your That's mother right. law exactly. law, It could be the lady at work who looks a bit lonely. Um, so, okay, maybe you don't know them the most intimately, but the one person that you think needs love that day, what would they appreciate? And I bet you point find it doesn't even usually cost money. No, it doesn't. That's nice. I feel that... The value of having these sort of ceremonial days or these ritual days such as Valentine's Day or Mother's Day or Father's Day, you know, there's a lot of people that go, I don't want to worry about that, that's all rubbish, I don't want my kids spending money on me or whatever. But where these are beautiful are for the people that do need the reminder, the people that do need to make the extra effort and sometimes they're almost, there's this dreadful word, shamed into it. Yeah. But once it's done, it usually feels good. So it is a gift that gives all around, that the giver and the receiver are going to receive receive a greater sense of connection and happiness as a result of it. So I'm all for these kind of commercial days Mm. if it helps the people that struggle with it. Absolutely. Now, the people that don't struggle with it, well, they're probably not even listening to our podcast. Or if they are, they're just refreshing themselves and reminding themselves of a few things and going, okay, yes, and I can do that. I can pay it forward in a few different ways. Maybe they'd like to come in and run the podcast. Maybe they could maybe they give the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <that'd laughs> give some good. of their ideas. Yeah, that would be good. <laughs> um, so to get into what, what is the greatest way that you can start to gift to another and then therefore receive, Is with the gift of gratitude. So, one of the nicest things I think anybody can give another person on Valentine's Day is the words of why you are grateful they are in your life. So, you start with, I am grateful, Beck, that you are in my life because, and then you list the reasons. Now, this can be given to your beautiful children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your parents, your grandparents, your partner. Your best friends. It can be given to anybody. Yeah. And this is what I like Valentine's Day to be about is Mm. appreciation for each other and for the collective energy of being together, which is, again, why I like having the singles party because it's all their energy together. It's positive. It's fun. It is connective. It's growing. It's real. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm actually thinking, right, as we're talking, we did that episode On Christmas Day, The Art of Giving and Receiving. And I actually think if you want to go back and listen to that podcast in conjunction with this one, we listed a number of different ways you can spread joy and love and hope in the community for free, Uh, or sometimes with a bit of money but usually not much, just in really inventive ways of passing on the buck, literally passing on love around. I think that could be fun because I kind of like the idea on Valentine's Day, if you don't really feel that you've got someone to share love with you, maybe in a partner sense or whatever, you could be like the little Cupid that just kind of flitters around and lets that little arrow go, like leaves a little breadcrumb trail of of little love bits here and there. I don't know, maybe you get some. You just chop up some paper with some scissors or make some stickers and on each one you write, you know, a beautiful loving comment or put a big red heart. That's exactly what I was thinking. Oh, my. Stick them on people's backs or leave them on the bus or you know? But I also thought with the words then pay it forward. Yeah. So if we all do this. Let's all do it. All the podcast, all the Love Life listeners, let's do little pink or red sticky hearts yeah. with a little note on it that says something like, you know, um, you are worthy, you are beautiful. Happy, Happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. Pay it forward yeah. and let's see where they turn up Yeah, beautiful. and take photos of them and chuck them on our Facebook page. Let's <laughs> see where they can turn up. most unusual place would be fantastic. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a great way of doing it. I did a ritual years ago. Um, for those of you that might have access to groups of people, maybe, I mean I used to run a women's group. I don't know if any of you out there have clients or you have a meditation circle or anything like that. Um, I once did a Valentine's Day goddess ritual where I had a small group of women come and I I went and made aphrodisiacs to serve, you know, I think it was like some Iranian love Persian cardamom recipe with rose pickled sauce. Well, you're going to have to find that now. You know, we're going to be getting messages saying, what is that recipe? I I want to do it. um, Make it. And I had, you know, the pink candles. I had the rose essential oil. You know, rose is the highest vibrating hertz for the essential oils and it costs like 475 for a tiny bottle. It is the highest vibrational oil you can ever put on your body. So if you get a tiny bit of pure rose oil, you usually get it in a 5 mil capsule and you dilute that into, like, a sweet almond oil or a jojoba oil. So anyway, that's what I do, and I, you can use it. Um, you know, bring in the pink and the red flowers, scatter scatter the rose petals, um, do whatever you need to do. You might bring in uh, statues or, or, you know, pictures of your Aphrodite, your Venus, um, and, you know, it's, it's a circle of love. You know, you hold hands, you appeal to the love gods. You might say, you do it your way, but, I mean, the way I did it, I think I gave a bit of the history of Valentine's Day, did some prayers, did some blessings, and, you know, Above all, it's about self-love and it's about making it sacred. And this kind of segues just into what I wanted to say about, you know, Valentine's Day has a really beautiful history. You know, it's actually, there were lots of different uh, men called Valentine, but the one that's best known um, was a man who ended up being incarcerated because he, he was fighting for love. He was fighting for marriage in a time in Rome where marriage wasn't allowed. Myself, he used to marry them, didn't he? He was actually he was he used to conduct the ceremony, secretly marrying yes, that's right. so they yes. could have love. And he ended up in a terrible way and fell in love with a blind girl and um sent her a note on just guide saying, "You know, sign to your Valentine or love your Valentine." Um, she then healed. Did you know that? I think he healed he her. Then, or he, he healed her. He healed her. Yes, and then her. Love. And it, but it was her father, I think, that put him in prison. Something. There's some really yeah. cool twist there, you know. That's right. Um, that's sort of the best-remembered story. Um, but I, I love the way when you look to the ancient world, you know, all of the different um, old religions had their designated love gods that they worked with. I mean, come on, people. We're not using Cupid enough, Eros. You know, the Greeks and the Romans had the same different names for the same gospel, Aphrodite, Venus. Um, over in uh, Babylon, you know, we've got Ishtar. We've got Isis in Egypt. You know, some would say they're all the same woman, or they're all the same energies but given different names across different cultures. In China, I forget her name and I wouldn't dare to even try to pronounce it, but they've got a goddess of the bedroom and flowers. She's like the goddess of the bedchamber. Fantastic. Invoke her next time you need a little bit of love. I mean, come on. (laughs) Fantastic. So I I love the idea of working with a bit of the ancient, and this doesn't have to be a hallmark holiday. Don't just do the whole, oh, this is just a commercial thing, I'm not buying into it. Yep. Can you just give tips on how to connect with an individual god or goddess? Mm. Because I think we have never really talked about that. We can do a whole podcast on it another time. But just for this exercise, who would they be best to call in and how do they do it and how do they work with that god or goddess? Okay, so there's there's, there's two steps, simple and advanced. Advanced isn't really advanced. It just involves more crops. Simple is all you need to do is sit quietly, close your eyes, take a deep breath and what they call invoke, which basically is using your intention. So you're going to go upwards, whatever that means to you, and call upon the most loving, high vibrational, loving energies to come through. Now, if if this is for financial matters or legal matters, you call in somebody who specializes in that. If this is for moving house, call in the moving house gods. But if it's for love, like today, you might want to call in or name a specific love god. Maybe you've gone on Wikipedia and found one that resonates with you. Call cool for you know Zeus or somebody grand. He's, uh, one of my guys that I work with. Yes, yes. He's uh, the matchmaker. Well, I mean, he's kind of the father god, but I think he's. I think he knows what he's doing when it comes to. <laughs> You know, divinely joining up the right people for the right, yeah. Um, so anyway, you, you invoke, the, you just call them forth and you ask, you tell them how you would like them to help you why you need them and just bring them through. Now, the advanced step is you can really have fun with this. You can light the incense, light the candles, bring in the rose petals, drop around the oils, you know, really create and raise the energy Uh, is what I'm trying to say, in a space and then invite the god or gods or goddesses into that space to work with you for what is about to occur. FYI, you've got a business meeting, you've got a legal thing, like, you know, an audition, an interview, a a difficult conversation. You can do all this in the car before you get in and go into the building. You know, charging and looking after and creating our spaces is, is an amazing tool in life for just getting yourself into the right energy. Or what's about to happen next? One of the lovely things I think too about doing the the, the advanced version, as you say, of all the rituals, etc., is that it creates a longer period of time and greater sense of focus, which of course is going to therefore mean that you are going to have a greater intent, more seriousness about it, a more a greater commitment to it to have it manifest and work for you. Right, right. Um, having said that, probably most of the time in my life, I actually do the short version because. Being a Westerner, running around a million miles an hour, phone rings, I can see that that could be a difficult conversation. Quick, call in the team, we're on, do it. Phone rings, somebody wants a radio interview, bang, we're on, we do it fast, Yeah. in they come, answer the questions. Um, look, I actually really love the whole idea, as we've said, about Valentine's Day, being about connecting with everybody that we are grateful for, we feel true love for, And I love that in Finland, do you know they call Happy Valentine's Day, they actually call it Happy Friendship Day. And so it's all about giving friendship cards. And I think that is gorgeous because it's, I do think we need to celebrate the love of a couple, absolutely. Mm. But I'm not a fan of therefore excluding either, so it's. why I really love this Happy Friendship. Happy friendship day, which that's is cool. great. Day around the world, isn't it? Well, another one is Japan. They, um, their tradition there is that it's only the women that spoil the men. Now, before everyone jumps up in arms and says, you know, that's one sided, that's not fair, that's <laughs> sexist. It's actually got quite an interesting reason for it is that traditionally, and I know I'm making a sweeping statement because I've met many beautiful Japanese people, including my cousin is married to a, a lovely girl. In, they live in Tokyo. He's married to a Japanese girl who does show emotion, but traditionally they're quite reserved in demonstrating emotion publicly or demonstrating their vulnerability and love. And so this is their one day that they can bravely step up knowing that everybody else in their culture is doing it as well so it's okay. It's safe to do so. And that kind of leads into another reason why I do like Valentine's Day because I think for people that want to show emotion but You know, maybe they've got stuff from their past to heal. Maybe they're highly sensitive and they're just, they're feeling a lack of confidence. Maybe they uh, have been burnt before and they, you know, they just feel completely uncomfortable with the thought of demonstrating love, however that sits for them. Yep. This is their day they can do it. Yes. You know, this is their permission. So it's like taking a leaf out of, uh, out of the Japanese book and saying that instead of it being just women, this is what our people, our men and women in our society mm. that do struggle, well, here's your moment, you know, here's your chance to shine and and get brave and whether you write a card or you may even better make a card or, you know, you you take the opportunity to demonstrate through one of the five love languages. We'll just recap on those again. Words of affirmation, quality time, gifts, acts of service, and touch. So if you choose one of those, and boys, please don't just make it about, oh, you're will old toucher on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Valentine's Day, she's got to put out this time. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. You know, I think that doing something for yourself on Valentine's Day in a really special way, like something you've been putting off doing, maybe it's a massage, maybe it's a course you've wanted to take, a book you've been wanting to buy yourself, or something you've, you've wanted to do but haven't had quite the money for, Maybe it's a restaurant you've always wanted to go to. Take yourself. I mean, you know, I'd love to see people really doing, really nurturing, beautiful, self-loving little gifts for themselves on Valentine's Day. Maybe you should go and listen to our Art of Self-Love um episode that we did on Valentine's Day. Get in a hot bath, you know, put the oils in and, and have a little um quiet night out for yourself. You know, if you are single or even if you're not, maybe it's just time for the self that you're needing and honour that that beautiful Love for the self in any way that perhaps you've been denying yourself a bit lately. It's time to just listen to that inner voice, what's it asking you to do and, and to turn it on? Turn it on. It off. is absolutely about you know, you, you, your greatest love affair in life really has to be with yourself first. Uh, it has and to be. So well put. And so what love can you give to yourself this Valentine's Day? What love this one what, I'm what asking. is it that you want to do? How yeah. do you want to feel loved? Is it words? then sit down and talk to yourself about how amazing you are, how fabulous, how beautiful, how kind, how incredible, how talented, how funny, how smart, how whatever. Write yourself the a or affirmation. Absolutely. Um, and and. Get out your photo books and look at your beautiful history and talk positively to yourself about this incredible life that you've had. In fact, I actually um, clicked on a link on Facebook, you know, the home of all great information. (laughs) Screw your nose off to Facebook. They've got this app now that you can create your yearbook. And it's quite an interesting concept. So I actually am going to play around and I'm going to order one of these books because. The got- scrapbooking queen here is so excited the minute she sees anything like that. I know but I don't have <laughs> time for scrapbooking. Yeah. That's been put on hold now till um, semi-retirement. Um so this is a really cool thing because I love documentation of of the brilliance of my life. And it is my life, and it is brilliant, just like it is for every person listening to this. Each person's life is so unique and so perfect and so fantastic. Valentine's Day can be a great day to really celebrate that, yeah. the love of self and the achievement of self, of the incredible experiences that you've had. So whatever it takes for you to do that, do that. Mm. But at the same time, you know, if it is touch, as Beck says, go and get a gorgeous massage or go and buy yourself some beautiful, you know, silk or gorgeous fabric that you're going to be wearing or have a gorgeous bath in beautiful oils. Yeah. You know, if it is... Um, Quality time, then turn off the laptop, turn off whatever it is that distracts you in your normal day, and give yourself the quality time to do whatever it is you want to do in that. Is it gifts? Go buy yourself a gift. If it's an act of service, what's the greatest act of service that you could do to yourself? Yeah. And if it's words, well, we've already talked about that, give yourself affirmations and Have wonderful self-talk going on inside your mind if you're spiritual or highly sensitive um i do find that when the collective consciousness of the globe is concentrating on a similar thing like a lot of people are tuning into a similar theme it's really in the atmosphere so it's a great 24 maybe even 48 hour period to like it's like to harness the love energy that's in the air there's a lot of Thick love vibes that are going to be going around. Exactly. So if you're meditating, you can tune into that. If you're having your hot bath or whatever it is, you can really, it's like the love gods are seriously active. You know, the Romans really did call it the festival of love. Um, and, and I think it's, we should view it in that same way. It's like a feast of love. And it's, you know, and I'd actually on that note warn people, because I've found this myself as a psychic, when things like Halloween come around, where we concentrate on the shadow side of life, uh, I guess what comes up in some life. of the energies that are going on then, because if things get a little bit darker and a little bit more kind of Michael Jackson thriller video clip. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be in a harmful way, but I'm just saying whatever the, wherever the mass consciousness is at, you can always sort of tune into that. And when it's something like love, ride that doesn't way. get any better, does it? Get it in, actually is. doesn't get any better. And for you gorgeous single people who want to um, find love, there is no better night to meet single people. Than Valentine's night because if you have got, if you're a girl and you're looking for boys and you go out and you see a group of guys, guess what? They're single. 100% 100%. 100% they are single. That's such good advice, Jane. Oh, thanks. I guess that's probably because I'm a matchmaker. I want to say something quickly before we end about um my mother is American. And you know, so she grew up in the 50s in America. And Valentine's Day has a little bit of a different flavor over there. I mean, look, they are the country that invents all holidays. Especially right? <laughs> so Hallmark ones. Yeah. <laughs> However, that aside, you'll find a lot of Americans who will actually say Valentine's Day is their favorite holiday because... There is a real vintage nostalgic sweetness to it. And it's a bit like you said, Jane, in Finnmark doing the friendship cards or when you were a little girl getting the heart in your locker or whatever. Because in America, children from a very young age are encouraged to make in classrooms and swap valentines. No money is expected to be spent. It's purely just cards and cut out and make pictures for your friends. And if my mother has really beautiful memories of that and I know other women of her age still hold it in a really nostalgic sense. And so when I was a little girl, I mean, none of my friends here at school in Australia Probably really knew or cared that it was Valentine's Day, particularly not in primary school. But I would wake up in the morning, and she would always put out a little gift and some flowers and a tart and some chocolates for me to show me that she loved me. And yes, that so is a bold. tradition. I mean, the specialness but on a on a random day in February when you're least expecting it to wake up and get such a little love offering, like a little shrine oh, left yes. by your bed, is such a it just tops up your love tank so much that that is something that obviously I'm now doing with my children. So as this little festival rolls around. I will have the pink candles on the table, I will have the flowers out, I will have some little love icons set out on the I'll tell table. you what we did in our house. But I just, oh, I'm just going to say, because I think it's a nice way to initiate conversation around the table to the children of why are we doing this, let's open up a discussion around love, why love is important, how we show love and why it's an important, you know, holiday or festival to honour in a spiritual sense. Oh, now I can't add my trashy bit in because you went all deep and that's so beautiful and real. Oh, no, I was going to say we did all things like, you know, our food was all pink and we did things in love hearts when the children were little. I would still do it now except that's the one night of the year I actually do have to work. (laughs) But you know, I'm not fussed. I, I my said my it's family 48 is 48 hour period. Jane, exactly. That's exactly right. And I've nice. had many occasions where I've gone. You know what? fast forward the top 24 hours. That's when we're doing it. it makes no difference. You know, you to can take intent. a heart cookie cutter and cut out pancakes in a heart shape, or make you know heart shaped biscuit. You know, you can cut the food out. Make Fruit. the yeah the mashed potatoes the watermelon. It can be exactly. heart shaped. It's, it's just fun. It's really good fun. Put it in their lunchbox with a beetroot. Dyes everything pink. <laughs> Embrace their inner child with this, because it's such a beautiful. I mean, if you look at Cupid, he's a baby. He's a little fat baby with a bow and arrow. those on the front cover of my How to Get the Date book. Yeah, James, pointing at it right now. <laughs> you know, it's a playful. It's it's the energy on on this day should be very very light, very sparkly, very giggly, very very fun. So so bring your children into it. You know, this is inner child stuff too. Love yourself, love your children and in, in your community. And if you've got somebody to give a bit of a squeeze to, they. Of course they're going to let it off anyway. <laughs> your friends and your friends. It's a really important day to think of people in your life that you know are lonely from lack of connection for whatever reasons. You know, have they not got family here? Have they relocated for their careers? Have whatever has happened? It doesn't matter. Beautiful. Just really take the time to connect with them, check in with them, and spread the love. Get those post-its out there, get those little pink love heart notes out there take photos on your phone and send them to us we'll put them up on facebook and jane is going to finish with a beautiful affirmation so if everybody stops what they're doing even if you're in the office just take a deep breath and listen this valentine's day i demonstrate my love and gratitude to all who are important in my life and that includes our beautiful listeners ourselves thank you so much our facebook page is facebook.com forward slash love life show one word and we'll be back next week to talk about an exciting new topic please keep the ideas coming in and jump on the love sorry the wellness couch.com every week to catch our free wednesday episodes have, have a gorgeous week. week fall in love life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happening and it's a beautiful thing